You're listening to Sports Topics with Coach Harvey Hyde right here on AM 1400 KSHP. Brought to you each week by Floyd's 99 Haircuts, Color, and Straight Razor Shaves. And Coors. Follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey Hyde. Now huddle up and buckle up. Here's Coach Harvey Hyde. Well, good evening, everyone. Yes, it is time to huddle up, and it is time to buckle up, and it is time to ride along with us here with our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. Every Tuesday and Wednesday night, we try to highlight all the top things that are going on in, in sports. And right now, with the coming of the college football season, it's not far away. And with all the different things going on about expansion and mergers as far as in college football, let's take a part of two parts of the country, the Big Ten country and the Pac-12 country tonight, and talk football. Our first guest here is Joey Kaufman from the Columbus Dispatcher, which means, do you know what team he follows? Yes, and that's part of the Big Ten, Ohio State. Joey, good evening to you, and thank you for joining us. Always great to talk to you, Harvey. Thank you for having me on. Well, Joey, I'll tell you what, there's been a lot going on in football, and you've been a busy guy. When I tried to call you, you've been busy writing articles, trying to follow everything that's happening in the Big Ten, especially at Ohio State. Your thoughts this year on the Big Ten, the rebuilding job that has to be done at Ohio State? And let's take a moment, let's take a moment and talk about Media Day in the Big Ten and what's been going on. Well, as much as things have changed in college football with name, image, and likeness, there's talk about playoff expansion, conference realignment with Texas and Oklahoma playing to join the SEC in a mega conference. In the Big Ten, not much has changed. I think Ohio State is going to enter this season as the clear favorite to win the league for another season. They have, they're going to have a new quarterback. Justin Fields is gone, but it's still the most talented team in the conference. Brian Day has yet to lose a game in conference play. So the rest of the Big Ten is, is still chasing Ohio State college football. Feels like it's the ground and everything. The landscape is all changing, but still pretty consistent here in Big Ten country. Let me ask you, Joey, uh, has this been a distraction as far as for this coming year, 2021's football season? They really got need to get off to a good start, and then all of a sudden, all the distraction, and I know you're having to write articles on both sides of the fence about the Big Ten and Ohio State. I don't think it's a distraction for the players. I think if you're an administrator, you are monitoring what's happening with other conferences and, and if the Big Ten's going to need to make a move to to counteract the SEC. The SEC now looks like it's going to have 16 teams at some point in the coming years. The Big Ten has 14, so do they need to add two to, to match 16? But that's that's more of a a dilemma for, for the athletic director, Gene Smith, to handle rather than the players, the position coach. So I don't really see that being a, a distraction on their plate. Maybe you could say name, image, and likeness. That's something that's different for players than what they've had in previous years. They can pursue endorsement deals, go to autograph signings. But I asked Ryan Day that question at media days, and he didn't think it would really be a distraction for, for players this season. It's a time management issue, but a lot of the the deals related to name, image, and likeness have been on social media. player does an Instagram post. player does a tweet endorsing a product. It's not as if that's a long-time obligation for them to do. 
They tweet anyway. <laughs> Join, joining us tonight here is uh, Joey Kaufman for the uh, Columbus uh, Dispatch. He uh, covers Big Ten football and the beat writer of Ohio State football. Joey, you mentioned expansion, and if the Big Ten was to expand, has there been mention of who possibility they may have in mind? There have been a lot of, I think, schools floated out there as possibilities, but I think this move by the SEC caught the, the Big Ten off guard. Kevin Warren really didn't really give much of an indication on what the Big Ten was planning to do when he spoke at his press conference last Thursday. That was only a day after some of the, the reports about the SEC expansion started leaking from the, the Houston Chronicle. Gene Smith said on Friday that there hadn't really been any discussions among administrators about expansion. I think if the Big Ten wants to expand, the the, the North Star, the, the school that they would really love to have, would be Notre Dame. That was a school Jim Delaney tried to add when he was the Big Ten commissioner. They were unable to do it. It seems less likely now because Notre Dame is forming a partnership with the ACC. They played in the conference last year. There are more private schools in the ACC. It seems like if Notre Dame was to ever drop its independent status, it would go to the ACC and not the Big Ten. But there haven't been a lot of other logical, I think, fits outside of Notre Dame. Maybe you try to poach some Big Ten or some Big 12 schools out of the Big Ten, like Kansas or Iowa State, but there isn't an obvious school outside of Notre Dame waiting in the wings like the SEC where they were to scoop up Texas or Oklahoma, two of the, the real blue bloods in the sport. Joey, uh, what about the conversation of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten getting together? Like the ACC and the Southeastern Conference obviously look like they're trying to form their own uh, unification. And maybe the Pac-12 pick up a couple of the remaining teams from the Big 12, and also the Big 10 take some teams from the Big 12, and maybe form uh, their unification along with the ACC and the Southeastern Conference forming a unification where we have four uh, super conferences. It would. It seems to be what everybody expects in the long run to happen in college football. I mean. Conferences used to, used to be the Pac-8, then it was the Pac-10, the Pac-12. I mean, there hasn't really been any movement among these major leagues to ever contract. So I don't see any reason why that would change in the in the long run because more and more conferences keep adding schools. So I think it's a very logical endpoint for where this ends up. The question is how soon does that happen? Is that something that happens in the immediate aftermath of of the SEC adding these schools, or is the Big or is the Big Twelve able to keep its eight remaining schools together? I think that's going to be the interesting part is whether those eight schools that are left in the Big Twelve want to stay together, or do some of those other conferences like the Pac-12, the Big Ten, see an opportunity to raid? Because the issue with the Big Twelve is their grant of rights is coming up in 2025. That's not all that far off in the distant future, and it would be it would be seemingly easy for other schools to add them. Joey Coffin joins us from the Columbus Dispatch. We're talking uh, expansion and also Big Ten football. Joey is the beat writer for Ohio State football. How about the image of Ohio State football as far as in the Midwest? It's got to be absolutely awesome. Somehow Michigan's image has somewhat disappeared. Would you agree with me? Certainly after last year. I mean, last year I think was 
statistically the worst year under Jim Harbaugh's tenure. They went two and four, first time they had a losing season. And this is somebody they brought in to, to really challenge Ohio State because he came in in 2015 right on the heels of Ohio State winning the national title. And I think when Michigan hired Jim Harbaugh, it was supposed to be like Woody and Bo, another 10-year war where you had these two college football powerhouses trading blows year in and year out. And that hasn't happened at all. Urban Meyer who won the, the early battles with Jim Harbaugh in 2016, 27, 2018. And then maybe Michigan thought in 2019 when you had the coaching transition from, from Jim Harbaugh or sorry, from Urban Meyer to, to, to Ryan Day, that that was going to be an opportunity for, for Jim Harbaugh to, to make a dent in the rivalry. It didn't happen that fall. The game wasn't played last year. Position had an outbreak of, of COVID cases on their roster and, and couldn't play the game against Ohio State. And, and they've just had a lot of issues uh, with staff changes, trying to find a quarterback. It's really been an issue for Jim Harbaugh. And it's ironic because one of the reasons that, that Jim Harbaugh was able to really, I think, become a rising star in the coaching profession was his work with quarterbacks. At Stanford, he developed Andrew Luck and, and used that as a springboard to go to the San Francisco 49ers. And, and that's been the biggest surprise, I think, of his tenure at Michigan. He has not found a quarterback. And, and maybe it's J.J. McCarthy, a true freshman, former five-star quarterback on the roster, who maybe he's the, the, the guy long-term for them to, to really solve that, that big issue at quarterback. Joey, I promise you it's uh, about 10 minutes, and that's what I'm going to do. But i got to ask you one more question. What about the portal as far as in the Midwest? Uh, Ohio State, USC on the West Coast, picks up about 10 players in the portal. How about Ohio State? Uh, how do and what is their philosophy? Really, they don't need many players in the portal because they have so many great recruiting years. They've been more selective in how they've used the portal. They have not gone and use it from a quantity perspective. You don't see them adding a dozen guys a year from the transfer portal. What, what they've done historically is add maybe one or two guys in offseason. Justin Fields uh, arrived at Ohio State in 2019 as a, as a transfer portal addition. Trey Sermon, the running back, came last year. This year they've added a kicker to help with some, some issues and some depth issues there. And they've added US, former USC linebacker. Uh, they're trying to, to bring him into school and make him eligible as uh, Palaye Nootoote, um, that USC fans probably remember. But they have been more selective in, in who they add uh, to the transfer portal. Well, Joey, again, uh, I want to thank you for your update. You're so kind. I know how busy you are with all of your writings you have to do and personal appearances and uh, so on. But, again, for you to help us here with our knowledge here in Las Vegas and the West Coast on the Big Ten football, we appreciate you joining us. And again, I want to wish you a great college football season, and we hope to have you on again. Well, it was great to talk with you, Harvey, and it's great college ball. This year is going to start in August and September. That's a welcome change from where we were a year ago. Again, uh, we want to thank Joey Coffin uh, for joining us here with our report from the Big Ten country. Again, Joey is the beat writer for the Ohio State Buckeyes with the Columbus Dispatch. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde. You're listening to our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. Before we take this break, we want to thank our local sponsor here for this segment. That's Budget Car and Truck Rental. Give them a call at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. 
After we take this short timeout, we'll be right back with Life in the Fast Lane with Chuck Hayes. Buckle up. I'm Harvey Hyde. You have seen it on TV, now come and see it live as the Ninja athletes compete for the ultimate Ninja World Series Finals. The best of the best will be competing on July 29th and 30th to become the UNAA World Champions at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Don't miss it. Tickets on sale now. Kids and adults of all ages have competed all year to qualify for the finals. And it's all coming down to this event at the Orleans Arena on July the 31st. Event runs 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get your tickets at orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. The MGM Resorts NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center in Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow, take center stage, and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40, kids $30, reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office, NBAevents.com. Or call 702-739-FANS. Fees of the Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.isbire, which spells inspire2022.org. We know life gets hectic. Work, kids, sports. Who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue, diapers for the baby, or maybe it's food for the dog? Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. With all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep. And ordering couldn't be easier with the free Terrible Social House app or online at terribleherbs.com. You got this. Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. Hi, I'm Coach Harvey Hyde. Follow me on the Twitter all the time. That's at Coach Harvey Hyde. At Coach Harvey Hyde. I'll be waiting to get back to you. Hi, welcome back to Las Vegas. You're listening to our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. I am Harvey Hyde, and it's time to really buckle up. We're going to uh, do a segment here that we do every Tuesday and Wednesday night called Life in the Fast Lane, which means... A lot of speed with Chuck Hayes, our expert on racing, no matter what type it is, boat, car, the horse, if we talked about horse racing. But, Chuck, I want to welcome you and uh, see how things are going in the pits this last weekend. No running, but you spent a lot of time tuning up the engines. 
Well, Coach, I had binoculars out. I was looking uh, over Long Beach Harbor, and uh, the 72nd edition of the uh, Long Beach Ski Race was held. And, of course, there was no motorsports last week. Uh, the Olympics are, are being held in regards to uh, two of their series. That's both NASCAR and, um, and also IndyCar. So uh, I didn't exactly fill the void in regards to uh, that, but that's a tremendous uh, tradition of uh, the jet skis uh, to Catalina. It's just an amazing, amazing deal where you get on the back of a, of a boat and uh, with your team you, uh, you jet ski over to Catalina and then back to Long Beach, and they've been doing it for 72 years. So obviously somebody was pretty ambitious back in the day, and I understand that uh, the Terrible Herps family is the sponsor of that trophy, and it's, uh, there's multiple classes of men, women, young people, old people, an interesting blend. So I thought I'd just bring that up because I thought that was something unique when I was looking for some motorsports coverage. I'll tell you, Chuck, it's an amazing race. Uh, you go 26 miles, you start there in the Long Beach Harbor, and you go over and back with a skier behind you in about 30 minutes. Can you imagine that? To Catalina and back in 30 minutes, uh, pulling a skier. And again, uh, this year, the Herps family, uh, Ed Herps and company, uh, who does the driving of the boat, uh, had uh, or finished second as far as with the women and uh, women's division. So congratulations to them. And it's a spectacular event. There's some somewhere around 20 or 30 of these elites, fast uh, ski boats that make this trip. And uh, they're going about 60 miles an hour or whatever, and, uh, so you certainly don't want to fall. But it's a great event to watch. You can hear the roaring motors in the Long Beach Harbor and also uh, when they come around the buoy here in the island or on the island of Catalina and then back to Long Beach. It's a tremendous uh, event, and the Herps boys uh, have won this when they were skiing three times. So it's been a big-time event for them and their family. You know, Coach, when you're on the water, the speed just seems so much more intense. Uh, it's one thing to be on two wheels. It's another thing to be on four wheels. But when you're on a ski, you're really taking care of business. So let's look at NASCAR this week. Uh, they're going to be off for another week. Then August 7th and 8th, uh, we'll be at Watkins Glen in upstate New York, one of the great road race uh, facilities in America. And right now, Denny Hamlin is still the leader with 874 points. And, Coach, Here's the funny part about this. In 22 starts, he does not have a win, but he's finished in the top five 11 times. Uh, Kyle Larson, uh, 861, he's had four wins, 11 top fives. And then you go down to um, William Byron, his teammate from uh, Hendrick, who is uh, in third place. And in fourth is Las Vegas' is Kyle Busch, 740 points. He's got uh, 22 starts. and. Two wins and unfortunately crashed out in New Hampshire uh, in the wet weather. His brother, Kurt Busch, is 14th, but most importantly, he has a win, so he is in the playoffs. When you look at Xfinity Series, and again, uh, where they go um, during this uh, time, they're racing the, uh, the uh, road courses also, and they'll be in Watkins Glen. You're looking at um, Austin Sindrick. Uh, he's the leader right now. He has four wins out of 19 starts. A.J. Almendinger is second. Uh, he has two wins. And uh, when you get down to the cut line, uh, you're looking at Riley Herbst at 13. Las Vegas' Noah Gragson is eighth. So 
uh, between 8 and uh, 14, there's going to be a lot going on because you have 544 points for Gragson down to 418 for Riley Herb. So uh, you got to get in that top 12 to get to the next level. Formula One will be going this weekend. The Hungarian Grand Prix, Sunday, August 1st, and uh, Max Verstappen, uh, who uh, crashed out last week in, uh, in Silverstone in England, is still the leader for Red Bull with 185 points after finishing dead last. Lewis Hamilton, the gentleman who spun him and got a 10-second penalty, is second at 177. Lando Norris in a McLaren is third at 113. Uh, Hamilton's teammate Valtteri Botas is fourth with 108, and Verstappen's teammate, Sergio Perez, uh, is fifth with 104. Now, Coach, Formula One's a little different than other forms of motorsports. During the actual race last week, uh, because Hamilton had a 10-point penalty, he was behind his teammate, Valerie Botas, and the um, uh, team manager uh, came on the radio to Botas and said, Team Orders, Lewis Advance. Team Orders, Lewis Advance. So Hamilton was behind Botas. He gave him no uh, struggle and just basically let him go by. Because, remember now, points in Formula One is money, and we're talking about millions of dollars. So with uh, Mercedes trying to win the manufacturer's title and they're trying to get Lewis uh, that championship, uh, those are, are key elements. And it's probably the only sport where you could tell a driver who is second or third in the race team orders pull over for your teammate and uh, it doesn't necessarily go well all the time and you have to have a really great relationship within the team and I'm sure they make it worth their while but this was a situation that Botas had to handle. When we go to IndyCar they're going to be off for another week they're going to Nashville and standings wise Alex Palou is first 384 Pato Award is second with uh, 345 Scott Dixon is third with 328, and Joseph Newgarden is fourth at 315. So they're going to Nashville for the first time to race through the streets. And it's my understanding, uh, you know, there's the river that runs through Nashville. There's a bridge over the top of it, and they will be going over the top of the bridge. And, Coach, I know you've been to Nashville. I love Nashville. haven't been in a few years. This is going to be exciting because we saw what the NFL draft was like in Nashville. Now imagine a motorsport race and all the country stars that are there. Everyone gets out there and supports things in Nashville, Tennessee. That is a certain. I mean, when you when you explain that area, Chuck, it's right by the uh, Tennessee Titans Stadium. It's a beautiful spot. People take their boats and yachts down there uh, to the game. It, it's a beautiful spot, and I can really uh, see that now happening. Again, you're listening to our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors. Light sports topic show. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes, Life in the Fast Lane. Chuck, I want to ask you, to me it seems as though, as far as in NASCAR, the truck race series, I don't see that as much or often as we used to say to see it. Is it sort of been cut back a little bit? Well, again, from a standing standpoint, and let me kind of reference that, uh, they don't necessarily go all the places that um, uh, Monster Cup uh, the lead series goes. They've been to 14 tracks this year, and uh, their next race in regards to uh, the truck series will be coming up on the, let's give me the break here, as we go to the truck series, 
they will be at Watkins Glen. So all three series will be there. In fact, what we're going to have is a doubleheader with the Xfinity guys. So you'll get a chance, Coach, to see your trucks racing on the road course. Uh, it's 72 laps, 176 miles. And uh, they were on the dirt uh, uh, three weeks ago in Knoxville, uh, Iowa. And uh, they do things a little bit differently, but they'll be attached. And then the next time uh, we have a chance to see them, they will be making their way uh, back to um, Madison, Illinois, where they'll be racing uh, at the uh, Gateway Racetrack in Madison, and they'll go 200 miles there. So they're off on their own little schedule at times, but every once in a while they'll weave back in with the two series and get everyone a chance to get some exposure. Well, Chuck, again, I want to thank you for joining us every Tuesday and Wednesday night with Life in the Fast Lane with Chuck Hayes. We call him the Iron Man because he does so many different types of topics that he talks about. But, Chuck, uh, again, thank you for joining us. Be safe out there and always buckle up in that left-hand lane. And, Coach, just remember when the trucks come to Las Vegas, it'll be Friday night, September 24th at 6 o'clock at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. All right, Chuck Hayes, thank you a lot for joining us again. We want to thank our sponsor for this segment. That is Standish Law Group. Las Vegas' premier family law firm ranked among the top ten in client satisfaction by the American Institute of Family Lawyers. If you are going through a divorce, you want them on your side. Schedule your appointment at StandishLaw.com. That's StandishLaw.com or call 702 998 Nine three four four. When we come back uh, with our Floyd's ninety nine cuts and colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show, we're on our way to the Las Vegas ballpark, where Jim Gemma joins us, director of media relations for the Las Vegas Aviators. Buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back. The MGM Resorts NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center at Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow, take center stage, and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40, kids $30, reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office, nbaevents.com, or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fees apply. Special and new, Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. We're at, well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 cuts and colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101, here in Las Vegas. Call 702. 702- 448-5050 and get that appointment. Buckle up. Adorn at the Dell. You have more to do than stress over the details of your next event. We know and understand the feeling. Let us help you out. Conveniently located in the beautiful Summerlin of Las Vegas, we are one of the premier event venues. Here, your event is the center of attention. 
we have a variety of meeting rooms that can be adapted to your group. Host your next celebration, corporate training, political event, or lunch in here. We can accommodate and customize each event to meet your needs. Adorn at the Dell at 9555 Dell Webb Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada. Call 702-816-0039 or visit our website at adornatthedell.com. We know life gets hectic. Work, kids, sports. Who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue, diapers for the baby, or maybe it's food for the dog? Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. With all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep. And ordering couldn't be easier with the free Terrible Social House app or online at terribleherbs.com. You got this. Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. You've seen it on TV. Now come and see it live as the Ninja athletes compete for the ultimate Ninja World Series final. The best of the best will be competing on July 29th and 30th to become the UNAA World Champions at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Don't miss it. Tickets on sale now. Kids and adults of all ages have competed all year to qualify for the final. And it's all coming down to this event at the Orleans Arena on July the 31st. Event runs 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get your tickets at orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business well welcome back to las vegas huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us every tuesday and wednesday evening with our floyd's 99 cuts and colors and coors light sports topic show and now it's time we buckle up and take a ride out to the Las Vegas ballpark where Jim Gemma joins us, Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators. Jim, you've had uh, about four or five days off, but the Aviators will be coming home here on the 29th. Harvey, it's good to be uh, back on with you. Yeah, the team is uh, concluding a six-game road trip in Salt Lake City, but uh, when the team, like you said, comes home Thursday, we'll start our uh, – second uh, 12-game homestand of the year against Tacoma and Salt Lake from July 29th through August 10th, and all games are at 7.05 uh, with an off day in the middle on uh, Wednesday, August 4th. Well, I tell you, this season has really been flying by. In fact, we passed the halfway point for this year's Las Vegas Aviators season, Jimmy, and I tell you, we've seen a lot of great baseball. Yeah, like you said, uh, you know, we're going to play 130 games in uh, 2021. And uh, heading into the homestand uh, on Thursday, there'll be 58 games remaining, uh, probably half of those at home, half on the road. Uh, and the team uh, will be looking to uh, improve upon uh, their record when they take on the Seattle Mariners AAA affiliates. Uh, of course, $2 uh, beer night on Thursday, and uh, we'll have our 
uh, promotions. Uh, Friday we'll have like a, a trunk organizer night to the first 2,000 fans in attendance. I know sometimes uh, my trunk definitely looks like it needs to be uh, organized along with probably a, a lot of other people. So uh, that'll be a, a good promotion heading into uh, this weekend. Well, you've had a lot of great promotions, and you have a lot of great players. Uh, you've got some players that have done some amazing things this year. And, of course, Tacoma brings in a couple of players who used to be Las Vegas 51s. They're now part of the Seattle franchise. Yeah, um, Logan Verrett, a right-handed pitcher, when we were with the Mets, with the 51s, he scheduled to pitch uh, one of the games. Of course, uh, one of the favorite players uh, for the 51s fans was uh, – Eric Campbell, I think he'll be uh, coming off the injured list, so hopefully we'll get to see him again uh, through the six games against uh, the Tacoma Rainiers. Like we said, we uh, have an off day uh, on August 4th, but then the uh, Salt Lake Bees come in, the AAA affiliate of the Los Angeles Angels, and their top uh, prospect is uh, Joe Adele, who actually uh, is right on top of the uh, AAA West. He's second in home runs with 20, and he leads the league with 62 RBIs, and I know there's uh, many Angel fans in in town, so uh, I know we always see some uh, Angel garb out at Las Vegas Ballpark when the uh, Aviators uh, play the Bees. And, of course, like I mentioned earlier, all 12 games of this homestand will be at 7.05. Well, I'll tell you, the Aviators have some guys that can hit the long ball, too. How about Cody Thomas? He's got 18 round trippers. Yeah, he's had a really good year. really uh, came over from the Dodger organization during spring training. He played in double-A Tulsa in 2019. He's averaged 20 home runs per season in the minor league, so it's not really uh, a surprise that he's put up uh, these numbers, but this is the first season in triple-A. Uh, he's had a really good year, and uh, hopefully he can uh, improve upon that and maybe get a call up in uh, September. Well, one thing the Las Vegas Aviators do, they know how to get fans out to the ballpark, not only for great baseball, but great promotions. And again, this year, the Aviators are leading the AAA West uh, with attendance. Attendance. Yeah, um, Nashville Sounds used to be in the Pacific Coast League. They're in AAA East. Uh, They have the distinction so far uh, to lead all of AAA, the 30 teams. Uh, They're having a really good season attendance-wise. And whenever you have a team like this, it's it's good for everybody. It's good for the league. They're uh, probably over 250000 for the year. We're kind of going back and forth with El Paso. We currently lead right now in AAA West with uh, 225000-plus. Uh, we're uh, edging towards a, another 300000 attendance season. That would be all 38 seasons. Uh, obviously, as we know, in 2019, we, you know, uh, shattered all that we had 650,934 but obviously uh the first uh 12 home games this year was at 50 percent capacity uh 24 games since we've been at 100 percent but the crowds have been really solid we've averaging close to 6,500 a game so we do thank the fans for uh, coming out and uh you know what's good about our uh, situation we we have an outdoor venue so uh you know we urge everybody to come out and have fun and uh we'll uh get back at home on thursday Jim Jammer joins us, Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators. Of course, uh, the Las Vegas Ballpark, one of the most modern and complete ballparks in um, minor league baseball. Jim, let's talk about uh, ticket opportunities for people and other opportunities. It's not just uh, going to the ball game itself, but as you mentioned, there's promotions that go on, there's pool parties, there's 
Oh, you can even rent the field. I was looking at that today. You can even rent the complete field. Yeah, we were doing that uh, last summer, uh, you know, during the pandemic. Some uh, businesses would come out and hit on the field. That's always fun. You know, some people have played high school or even college. Uh, you know, you get back on the field and swing the bat. And, uh, you know, that, that's always a cool opportunity. I know those uh, – uh, if people are interested in that, they can call 702-943-7200. You mentioned earlier about the pool. Uh, the pool can be rented out by businesses, corporations. Uh, and, again, that 702-943-7200 number would give people a, a better gauge on what uh, – Dates are left with the pool. Uh, obviously, we're right in the heart of summer now, so it's a very popular thing. As long uh, as, as well as I should say, group tickets. Uh, we have two uh, party areas and the second deck, left field and right field. So, yeah, all those are there. Uh, firm tickets uh, start at twelve bucks. Uh, the bottom bowl is uh, three sixty, meaning you can walk all the way around. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a great place to go and have fun and. Uh, Best thing to do is go to aviatorslv.com if you just want to look at tickets. Aviatorslv.com on the top uh, on the drop-down menu, uh, you'll see schedule. You simply just click on that and it goes to our calendar schedule. And uh, if we have promotions that night, it'll have the promotions too. You know, Jim, one thing I haven't mentioned, I don't believe on this show, is when we do this segment weekly with you on the Las Vegas Aviators, is you can have a host uh, batting practice. Uh, Party. That's something that seems really uh, interesting. It does, as you mentioned uh, about people who used to play the game. This is this would be a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's a little. Uh, you know, right now, when we're in season, we go out for six days, and you know, we're back for twelve. Obviously, that uh, it's it's tight to book things like that. But I know, obviously, when the fall comes, and uh, those will definitely open back up to more uh, available dates. Um, you know, it is fun to go out, and uh, if anybody's been on the field for first pitches in the past or sponsorship stuff, it is uh, a lot different perspective when you're actually standing on the field and you look back up. You, you know, you don't realize how big Las Vegas ballpark is, how high it is from the roof of the press box down to the uh, home plate area. Uh, it, it's just a great uh, building, uh, the architect uh design of it and uh you know the folks that built it just did a wonderful job well jim let's again go over the uh first six games against tacoma it all starts on thursday night the 29th and all games for this six game series is all at 705 p.m yeah thursday through tuesday uh july 29th or august 3rd we'll be playing the triple a affiliate of the seattle mariners tacoma rainiers and then after an off day, we can talk about that more next week. But Salt Lake Bees coming in, the L.A. Angels from uh, Thursday through Tuesday. Uh, and then we're well into August, August 5th through the 10th. And, again, let's mention to everyone there's a promotion almost every uh, night as far as when you go to the uh, Las Vegas ballpark to watch the Las Vegas Aviators. Jim, anything else you'd like to pass on? Of course, uh, let's give that ticket information again. And I always have to mention free parking, but you just don't hear that anymore. Yeah, we're the only uh, professional sports team in town that has uh, complimentary parking. We have our huge lot beyond the right field area at Spruce Goose and Oval Park Drive. It's a a great uh, access uh, in, in and out of the ballpark. And like you said, for ticket information, you can go aviatorslv.com and uh, 
Just real quick, our next fireworks night is a week from Friday, Friday, August 6th, against Salt Lake. Well, Jim, again, I want to thank you for joining us. You always give us a great update on the Las Vegas Aviators. Good luck when the Aviators get back. And, again, I look forward to having you with us again next week. Yeah, I look forward to hearing uh, talking to you, uh, Harvey, next Tuesday. I know this is a, a very long homestand with the off days. It's literally uh, two weeks long. Well, it's going to be enjoyable, so get out to the Las Vegas ballpark and enjoy Las Vegas's baseball team. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde. You've been listening to Jim Jammer, Director of Media Relations for the Las Vegas Aviators here in Las Vegas, and uh, we want to thank uh, Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light for the sponsorship of this show every Tuesday and Wednesday night. We're going to take a short time out, and when we come back, yes, we're going to highlight the Pac-12. Pac-12 Media Day was this uh, was today in Southern California in Hollywood. So why not have someone for the Los Angeles Times on? Ryan Kahari, uh, beat writer for the USA Trojans. Tell us how that went today. So buckle up, everyone. We'll take this short time out with you. I'm Harvey Hyde, and we'll be right back. You have seen it on TV. Now come and see it live as the Ninja athletes compete for the ultimate Ninja World Series final. The best of the best will be competing on July 29th and 30th to become the UNAA World Champions at the Orleans Arena in Las Vegas. Don't miss it. Tickets on sale now. Kids and adults of all ages have competed all year to qualify for the final. And it's all coming down to this event at the Orleans Arena on July the 31st. Event runs 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Get your tickets at orleansarena.com. That's orleansarena.com. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shades. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. Located at 6580 South Rainbow, Suite 101. Here in Las Vegas, call 702-448-5050 and get that appointment. Buckle up. The MGM Resort's NBA Summer League returns for 75 games of action featuring all 30 NBA teams. August 8th through 17th at the Thomas & Mack Center in Cox Pavilion. See the stars of tomorrow, take center stage, and electrify the best fans in the NBA right here in Vegas. Adults $40, kids $30, reserve seats available. Tickets on sale now at the Thomas & Mack Center box office, nbaevents.com, or call 702-739-FANS. Ticketing fees apply. Adorn at the Dell. You have more to do than stress over the details of your next event. We know and understand the feeling. Let us help you out. Conveniently located in the beautiful Summerlin of Las Vegas, we are one of the premier event venues. Here, your event is the center of attention. We have a variety of meeting rooms that can be adapted to your group. 
Host your next celebration, corporate training, political event, or luncheon here. We can accommodate and customize each event to meet your needs. Adorn at the Dell at 9555 Dell Webb Boulevard, Las Vegas, Nevada. Call 702-816-0039 or visit our website at adornatthedell.com. We know life gets hectic. Work, kids, sports. Who could expect you to remember ice for the barbecue, diapers for the baby, or maybe it's food for the dog? Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. With all the essential items you need complete with contactless delivery right to your doorstep. And ordering couldn't be easier with the free Terrible Social House app or online at terribleherbs.com. You got this. Can't get to Terribles? Get Terribles to you. Well, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, everyone. If you're going somewhere, I'd call Budget Card Truck Rental. If you're visiting somewhere, I'd call them too. Budget Card Truck Rental here in Las Vegas. It's local. They take care of me no matter whether I'm traveling or I'm just driving around or I need to move and borrow a truck. Just call them at 702-736-1212. That's 702-736-1212. And you'll be glad you did. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, You'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Well, welcome back. I'm Harvey Hyde. Huddle up and buckle up and ride along with us here with our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. And now it's time to feature the Pac-12. Yes, they had media day today uh, all day in Hollywood. And joining us from the Los Angeles Times, the beat writer for the USC Trojan football program, Ryan Katari, joins us. Ryan, thank you for joining us. I know it's been a long day for you, and you've been listening to all the coaches. <laughs> yeah, they, they have a tendency to drone on. Well, Ryan, let's uh, get an update. I don't know how many people out there, especially here in Las Vegas and other areas that are listening to the show on just how media day went. First of all, let me ask you, the new commissioner uh, had an opportunity to speak to the media for the first time as far as at media day. Your thoughts on that, a gentleman from Las Vegas. Well, he certainly stepped into an interesting position. I mean, (laughs) he even joked about it on Twitter about how, you know, this is quite a first week you know, just as Oklahoma and Texas decide they want to move to the SEC, uh, there's a lot on the table for him. I, I don't really envy the position he's put into, but I have to say just, you know, upon uh, only a couple impressions of him, I've certainly come to come away impressed. And it seems like he has a, a big picture vision that certainly seems to exceed what the direction that Larry Scott had this conference going in. So, at least from that perspective, he's not Larry Scott. So I think for a lot of people, that's enough, at least for now. Well, Ryan, a lot of people are interested. Uh, there's a lot of uh, preseason publications out on exactly who they believe uh, is the best team in the Pac-12, North and South. What did the media think today? 
Yep. So, in fact, the media believes we're going to have a rematch of Oregon and USC from last year's Pac-12 title game. And, you know, I I can understand why the consensus would come to that. Uh, you know, Oregon, clearly, you know, the most talented team in the North. USC, probably the most talented team in the South. But, you know, that South battle is going to be interesting. And I, I think a lot of it is going to have to do with, you know, how or Arizona State comes out this year, especially with the specter of, you know, potential NCAA investigation sort of looming over them. And, you know, in the past, that has certainly affected other teams. So I wouldn't be surprised if, if you know, that sees the Sun Devils kind of fade a little bit. But then you have, you know, a Utah and maybe even a UCLA who, you know, I honestly think is talented enough and, and capable of taking a bit of a leap. I think they might surprise some people this year. How did they do as far as the South? Was it uh, USC, Arizona State, Utah? Was it Utah, Arizona State, UCLA? What order did that go? Yep, so it was USC first, followed by uh, Utah, Arizona State, UCLA. So, Good. But all very close. So it, uh, it certainly sort of underscores the fact that we don't really know what's going to happen in the South. And I think a lot of people will tell you they're not – even that confident that USC can win that group. Now, should they win that group? Probably, just given the talent that they have. But, uh, you know, as we saw last year, this is a team that has a propensity for sort of playing with fire, and that might not work as well as it did last season. Looking at the North, uh, was Oregon a majority as far as getting the first-place votes, or did Washington give them a run for it? Uh, No, it was pretty clearly Oregon uh, in front there, and – and you can understand why. I mean, even without a, a proven quarterback, <laughs> you're still talking about a defense that has a player like Kayvon Thibodeau, who, you know, is clearly going to be the top defensive end in, in college football this season. I mean, Washington did sneak two votes uh, first place, but you know, there's there's too many questions with that team to, to confidently say they can unseat Oregon, and I think that's a as we saw, that's a pretty consensus opinion that the Ducks are the favorites. Again, you're listening uh, to uh, Los Angeles Times beat writer for the USC Trojans, Ryan uh, Kahari, who just uh, f- completed his day in Hollywood for the Pac-12 Media Day. Ryan, uh, was there much discussion among the coaches or among uh, uh, the media there, or even concern of uh, the commissioner. I don't know if he was asked a question or not about the expansion and all what's going on in college football. Oh, definitely. That was uh, certainly a big part of the day. And while the coaches weren't really saying much there, I mean, and even Klyavkov, uh can't really say much either. Uh, he did make it pretty clear that, you know, the Pac-12 has received calls uh, from interested teams, presumably, Several Big 12 teams have reached out, at least to gauge some interest. I know there was a rumor that Texas Tech was one of those teams. Um, but, yeah, I think at this point it's it's too early probably to to know much of what's going on with those conversations. Just, I mean, it was literally today during Klyavkov's address that Oklahoma and Texas made it official. Um but, I, you know, the commissioner said that he believes that this league is going to stay at, you know, doesn't need to expand. And, you know, coaches sort of complimented the fact that it was a very stable league. But that said, things change pretty quickly when money is a part of it and when there are 
there's pressure from other conferences that are growing at a rapid pace. You know, maybe you don't want to be the one that's left behind at 12. So I do think there may be some sort of creative angle that stems from this, maybe something that we're not even talking about at all right now. I, I know I'm fascinated to see if there's any more rumors about a potential Big Ten Pac-12 crossover. I think that would be interesting. Um, but still a lot of time, and I, I'm sure over the next weeks, months, even years, we'll, we'll be hearing a lot more of this. Let me ask you, Ryan, on the portal situation, was there much discuss on uh, what teams possibly got the best uh, uh, support or immediate help through the portal? Uh, the transfer portal, as always, you know, certainly came up. I, I do think it's pretty clear that the team that got the most help from that was, was USC. Now, I'm not sure they needed you know, or got the most position-specific help that they needed uh, from the portal. But, you know, you, you look at some of the players they got. I mean, they had three former starter wide receivers that are transferring in, one from Memphis, one from Colorado, the other from Texas. <laughs> so they already have a pretty good receiving core, and now you have three more capable starters. It's really a stacked group, and I, I, I think, you know, the – you have to give USC credit. They they really seem to have gotten a lock on the on the transfer portal. Although I'm sure you know USC fans would trade in three of those receivers for one starting offensive lineman. Unfortunately, they weren't able to find any of those in the portal. Well, Ryan, again, uh, we didn't have a lot of time, but we had a good time talking with you regarding the Pac-12 Media Day. I want to thank you. You've had a long day. Uh, Bobby's stuck in traffic somewhere, but Ryan Kahari, we want to thank you, beat writer for USC with the Los Angeles Times, for joining us here with our Pac-12 Media Day report. Have a great season. I'll see you at practice at USC. Be careful out there and buckle up. Okay, my friend? Great. Thanks for having me, Harvey. Thank you very much. That's Ryan Kahari from the Los Angeles Times with our report from the Pac-12 Media location in Hollywood, California. Again, I'm Harvey Hyde. We want to thank our man Justin in the studio for making it happen. He's our producer and engineer. I want to thank you, our listeners, and all of our sponsors for making this show possible. Again, you're listening every Tuesday and Wednesday to our Floyd's 99 Cuts and Colors and Coors Light Sports Topic Show. Always buckle up. Be careful out there. And we'll talk to you soon.